Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, Hague Realtors, and Comfort King. And welcome back to Calling All Sports. I'm Mark Ovenden, your host. Uh, great having Bill Harmson on the show here in the first half of the show. And we've got another all-time favorite guest, Lucky Huber. We're lucky to have him on today. He is the uh, track and field coach at University of South Dakota, coming off a big, big win over the weekend. And Lucky, I was kind of wondering this. I I was trying to come up with different types of questions. And I wonder, is there such a thing as a home track advantage when it comes to having this at your place? Um, if you would ask the coaches at SDSU and NDSU, I would say yes. They would say we have a home track advantage. Um, there's several factors there. One, the atmosphere in the dome, because everybody's right on top of you in the cheering, um, our athletes really kind of fed off that. And then every track's a little bit different. You know, North, South Dakota State has a 300-meter track. We have a 200-meter track, so our kids know how to run our track better. Um, and our run, our pole vault runway, our long jump runway, you know, a lot of people aren't used to those things. So, um, I, I think there is, but the big thing is you get to sleep at home. Your parents can come to the meet, that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, uh, it's great to host it. We love hosting. Well, and isn't just the mere fact that you're used to practicing there all the time. You're like you said, you know, the track's a little bit different. I, I remember the days when Ryan used to run at the Dan Lennon Relays. It's it's different than running in other tracks, running inside yeah. the dome. And you're used to the equipment that's there. You're just used to the surroundings. You know, it's kind of like a basketball arena where the, the hoops maybe bounce a little different at different places. Same thing would apply to your place. Right, and it's just, you just feel more comfortable when you come in. You can go use your own locker room, um, and you eat at home. You eat your own breakfast that you're used to. You're not on the road. You're not sleeping in a hotel with some strange person that's on their cell phone. I mean, it just there's so many different things that are advantage of staying and being able to be at home. And our kids took advantage of it this weekend, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talk about football teams in particular where they have a routine. And when suddenly you have to play a night game on a Saturday, you're totally messed up. You're totally out of that usual game day routine. Is there such a thing for you guys with a track and field event? Well, there is, and I probably I probably had more struck more tough time adjusting to it than the athletes did. Um, and part of that was by making the decision early. We actually had some conversations with the Summit League, you know, earlier on that Monday about sliding it back, um, so we could tweak the training a little bit. But worked out really good for us was President Gestring closed campus for a day, so all of our kids had an extra day where they didn't have to worry about any school stuff. They could all sleep, and that extra day off really helped our kids where everybody else was trying to figure out how to get to Vermilion and ride in a bus and those types of things. So that extra day for us really was an advantage more than taking us out of our routine. It gave us an extra day of recovery, and I think our kids really benefited from that. Well, yeah, because last week was no fun. I mean, no, stuff, stuff was getting moved all over the place last week, wasn't it? Right, it was. And it's hard if you think about the kids in Minneapolis at St. Thomas there. They're outside. There's 18 inches of snow. You're trying to get your car dug out. You're trying to do all that stuff just to get to the bus. Then you're riding on a bus, and you're worried about it. And our kids just stayed in bed an extra day and slept. And um, it really it really was good for our kids, and it really helped them feel really comfortable. Well, clearly they performed quite well. You have to be pleased because winning, 
winning a, a conference indoor track and field title is one thing. Winning both the men and the women, that just doesn't happen very often. Well, I'm not sure if we did it again, we'd do it. We'd be able to win it again. I mean, it's on paper, we shouldn't have won um, the men's title. And I went through it all night trying to figure out what exactly happened here. And it was just our kids just really, really performed at, at a higher level. And um, if you would go through and score the meat like every coach does, we're third every single time you score it huh. um, based on the season best. But our kids didn't didn't believe that. They lost by two points last year at the indoor meet, and they just they just wanted to go out and prove it. And they 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 just competed. And it was once somebody did something, then somebody else did something else, and it just it just rolled from there. Yeah, if if anybody ever wondered how much of a team sport track and field is. Go to something like this because it, it right. rubs off on each other, doesn't it? It is. It is huge, and we really emphasize that. That's something I learned from Coach Gottsleben. Um, I really believe in the team aspect of track and field, and so it's fun for the kids to do this. That doesn't. Nobody cares about how they did individually. All they feel is they were running the victory lap together. They were in the pool together, celebrating that team thing. And why that's so important is when you know your teammates are counting on you and they're there supporting you, you can find another level. Yeah. And so it's not just going out to throw, okay, I'm, my team's going to be six, it doesn't really matter, I'm just going to go in here and compete. When you know that the teammates are all supporting you and they're counting on you to compete and do your best, it takes you to another level, and that's part of why I'm such a big fan of the, tra- the team part of track and field. Yeah, that's that's. I'm getting goosebumps listening to you talk. It takes me back to when my oldest son, Ryan, was a senior in high school, and... It was the final event of the state track meet, and they were down ten points. They had never Ryan had never been on a state championship team, believe it or not, in any sport, and wow. came down to the last event. And they were ten points behind Yankton, and Yankton had nobody in the four by four. And Ryan was done. He'd run all of his sprints and stuff. He wasn't even in this last event, but all of his friends were, and they were like my kids, you know. And yep. they were supposed to finish like fifth. Based on what you're talking about, where you looked at what times they had during this, there was no way they were going to win. They absolutely blew everybody away and got the 10 points and tied for the team title. And it was one of the more emotional times as a parent I think I've ever had. And Ryan wasn't even part of that, that race, but his friends were. I had a kid, we have a kid on our team that is, he's an international kid. So he's done track for 18 years of his life. And he came up to me just about at the end of the meeting. He goes, coach, I've done this for 18 years of track. And I've never felt this energy before. And it's just a whole nother level of that support, that fun. And you can just find that extra gear like those kids did that relay to, to step it up a notch. And, um, that's what makes it fun. It's, it's, you know, that's why you do all the work is so you can have a weekend like our kids just did. Yeah. Yeah. Did they know that they weren't supposed to win? The guys? Yeah. The, and the women both knew they weren't supposed to win. So we told our women they had to beat. Uh, there were 10 kids in the room. We had a meeting on Friday night, and we say there's 15 men that have to beat somebody in blue and green, and there's 10 women that have to beat someone in um, green for us to for us to win. And you got to figure out who's going to step up and do that. And they all just kept competing and competing. So by doing that, it keeps it as a really easy task to do. All you have to do is beat one person that's ranked higher than you instead of going out there thinking you have to you know, qualify for the Olympics today or do something huge. You just go out and do what you do and just got to find a little bit more to beat one more person. And um, the kids really bought into it. 
and um, it's been a it's been a special it's been a special ride, and it was so fun for them for me to see them have so much fun yesterday. Yeah, because it's you're right. Uh, in 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 Ryan's instance, one of his teammates who I don't think had ever gotten a point in anything finished eighth and got mm-hmm. a point. He doesn't do that; they don't tie for first place. Right, right. It's definitely that. And now, if you put that into our world of track and field, there's really three teams that are battling. So us beating someone, if if our kid goes from ninth to eighth and he beats a kid from NDSU or SDSU, that becomes a two-point swing because it's a point they didn't get. And that's this competitiveness of us three schools that really, um, really respect each other but really get after each other on the track, too, and makes it just so much fun. Well, it just sounds like it. And I've got the picture sitting in front of me from the website of the confetti coming down and just there. The smiles are absolutely contagious of all of your athletes. Uh, I'm guessing you're still on cloud nine. You know, I am. I got to step off to the side towards the end and just kind of watch the kids. And maybe it's because I'm getting older and I'm reflecting a little bit, but it was just really cool to see them have that experience. And, you know, that's what I tell all of our kids. I, we're not going to win every conference meet, and we want to be in the hunt every every one that we can. But as a kid goes through our program, we want them to have this experience at least once where they go out and they know they competed as hard as they could, and then they get rewarded for that. And I think that's a life lesson because if you really keep working hard at what you want to do, then you're going to find that success in life too. And that's what we preach to these kids is just keep working hard, keep your head down, that everything's going to go right, keep grinding away, find good people around you, and let's get it done. And our kids did that this weekend. Lucky Huber's our guest. He is the track and field coach at the University of South Dakota. The men and women coming off winning the indoor titles for the Summit League over the weekend, which is just, uh, you know, it hadn't happened in over 10 years that uh, both teams had done it. Uh, the women win by almost 50 points over North Dakota State. Uh, the men win by 18, I think it was, over South Dakota State. Who were a couple of the athletes, as you reflect on this, who... I don't know, made that motivational difference for everybody else? Well, a lot of our kids, uh, if we if we separate it out a little bit, um, well, I shouldn't separate it out because I think Aaron Kenny um, was a big part of that. Aaron's a girl from Harrisburg, and here she is out here. I, I think if you, I think she'd admit this too, if you lined up 100 people, she wouldn't be the one you'd think is the fastest kid in the Summit League. And she just works really hard. She came out, she won the 60, set a new Summit League record, I think her time is ranked in the top 25 in Division One track right now. And then she came out and was ranked number two in the 200. The North Dakota State girl was ranked number one. And they battled all the way around the curve. And then Aaron just got like a little boost of energy and beat her. And then once that happens, everybody starts jumping on that. And um, so that was big. And then in the men's 200, we went one, two, three, four. So that was really big for our kids, too. It just gave us that huge momentum. But... Probably the key point to it was last year um, when we were up in North Dakota at the meet, we had a pretty good lead, and then we lost a lot of it in the 5K. And we just didn't score real well last year in the 5K. And this year, a kid by the name of Murga, who last year was pretty disappointed in his race, came out, and he was racing the South Dakota State kids and the North Dakota State kids, and he came around the curve and ran right, split two of them, and had a great finish, and he ended up second. And that was kind of the punctuation on the whole thing that, hey, this is our meet here, and we're going to do this. And it was just a lot of fun to see someone who maybe struggled a little bit last year come out and put an explanation point on it that this is our meet to win. 
and you came really close to having MVPs for both sides too. Yeah, I, yeah. I think when we get some other awards worked out here, they'll probably get some other things too. But both Aaron and a guy by the name of Dylan Couts, who, who set he set the sixty meter record for the men. Um, both of them are, will end up getting some awards here as the whole thing goes on. They they both scored twenty points at the conference meet. They only did two events, so that was pretty special for them. Yeah, you can't do a whole lot better than that, right? If my math no, is correct, that was that was pretty special. You know, we had a kid from Millbank. His name's Bennett. He uh, He's just a freshman, and he came in, and he uh, he was second in the long jump and second in the triple jump, and it was so fun to see him just really develop throughout the whole time. And I think he was just a good example of these new kids that come in that the older kids said, hey, this is what you do. You work hard, and we want to win. And he just bought into that, and he uh, he had a great meet too. But really, overall, everything went right. My wife asked me last night, is there anything that didn't go right? And I'm like, no. You know, it was one of those days. Everything kept clicking. Mm-hmm. Um, our throws were dominant. Um, Abrielle was a, is our distance runner. She was the MVP of the meet. Um, there was just so many things that all came together, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was a really special day. And JC too. I mean, she oh she did really well. Only a sophomore. She did it. And yeah, and her and Aaron are the same age. But JC came up the night before. We we had a kid that we were going to try to run on the distance medley. And she'd run a race earlier, and she was I don't know if I can go. So we're looking at, we don't have any else else on the team there. And JC's like, well, I'll do it. So she stepped on the track and had, had, ran an extra race last night or the, on Friday night and then came back Saturday. So she ended up scoring 19 and a half points or something like that for us at the team. So all that kind of stuff is that unselfishness. It's not about being the conference champion. It's about being the conference champions and winning as a team. And that really, that really resonated well this weekend. Uh, it sounds like it. And uh, you also had a pretty good effort on the pole vault on the women's side, wow. too. Yeah, you know, at this point, the meet is pretty well wrapped up. We figure out that we haven't won, and the pole vault isn't done yet. And then all of a sudden, uh, Marlene came over there and just, I mean, it was just shy of 15 feet. I'm like 14, 11, something. And uh, the whole, everything else is done. You know, you got parents of all the other teams in the crowd all watching her, and she makes that bar, and it was just really special. And that puts her as the number, ranked as the number one pole vaulter, um, in the NCAA right now. So that was really fun, kind of a way to end it. And then when she was done, the points, points went on the board, and our women pole vaulters went one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, and seven. And wow. it just was like, wow. It was like 30-some points added on it already. And it was just like, this is so cool. It was just a really fun way to end it. And, um, you know, and then they did the awards and all that stuff. But it was just a really fun way to end it with that. Wow, what an exclamation point. And, Coach Miles's group uh, obviously played a huge part in that. So, is there some guy there that helps him out? Yeah, we try <laughs> to keep Derek Miles around, but you never know where Derek's going to be. But yep, yep, he he does a great job with our vaulters, and he's working with our decathletes now and doing a great job with them too. And you know, anybody will listen. I'll tell him I think Derek Miles is the best pole vault coach in the country uh, at any level. He just does a great job with our kids, and that sweep was really evident of that. Well, how could anybody not agree with that? I mean, he's plus he's well, Derek. You, you, you know? might find a guy at Virginia Tech or a guy at Kansas ah, that would argue with you. Nah, not having any of it. Because yeah, I agree, he's Derek Miles too. In addition to knowing what he's doing, he's just Derek. You know, yep, he's got that yep. personality that fits right in with these college kids in terms of. He did, I mean, he they does. just really relate to him. Yeah. So anybody who's ever seen our pole vaulters PR, they all jump on the pile and kind of celebrate. And we had one girl that we, we think we'll have three women in the national meet in the pole vault. And 
our third girl when she made it. It was kind of a surprise. So all of a sudden we see him jumping on top of the pile of all the kids too. So <laughs> he's uh, he's he's just a big kid having fun, which which that's great, and that's part of why the kids love him is they know that he is invested in pole vaulting as much as they are, and it it helps really um, get the most out of our kids. Have you noticed um, since you have all the new facilities built, and I know it, I have a tendency to go, oh, they're brand new. Uh, they're still pretty new, but since you got the outdoor facility built, have you noticed that's really been helpful when it comes to recruiting? Yeah, I think um, the facility, the, the outdoor track helps. The new weight room is really a big thing too. Um, the new facility, the new training rooms, and then when they remodeled the west side of the dome, that gave us a new uh, new training room also. So football and track have this big, huge training room. So those are the types of things that really have not only helped in recruiting. But just having those resources there, we got underwater treadmills and hot tubs and cold tubs and, you know, great, great weight rooms and recovery rooms and all this refueling food you need and all those types of things. So it's really changed a lot. And, and that was evident in how many Summit League records there were here because the meet hadn't been here for 10 years. Um, so it was really interesting to see how many Summit or how many dome records there were. Um, because the level of the Summit League has gotten so high and so good. There's just some great athletes in the league. Really? It's been 10 years? Yeah. We we were supposed to host it, and then they did. We had a COVID construction type of thing going on in there, so we had to pass on it. And um, we didn't get we didn't get to get back in the rotation there. So we, we lost a couple times when, uh, between COVID and our dome construction. So oh. it, was, it, was, it was fun for the kids to be able to host because these kids have never had that experience. All right, so what's next? We got some of these guys that some of these guys. I say guys. I'm talking about guys and gals because that's I'm from East Coast and it's guys. Okay. But uh, who's qualified for nationals? Well, right now it looks like we'll get four people into the NCAA championships. Um, Danny Anglin is a high jumper. She went over six foot this year in the high jump, and then it looks like three women pole vaulters. So. That's our group. Um, we kind of wish there were a few more guys in that group, but right now that's what we've got. We're looking to go to Albuquerque, New Mexico here uh, March 9th, 10th, 11th, whatever that weekend is, and um, go down there and compete at that facility and see if we can get a couple All-Americans and, you know, knock on wood. If you're number one in the country, you probably go in with an expectation of can you be the national champion. And That's that's a tough thing to take in, but it's um, it gives her a lot of confidence that she can go in and do that. Yeah, it's kind of a double-edged sword on that one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It really is. But Derek does a good job of having the kids take it in the right way, and that will really build off her confidence. And she's an amazing young lady. She'll be able to handle that confidence um, very well. So if everything goes right, who knows? It's tough to be a national champion. It's it's crazy. Division one track is super competitive only taking the top 16 in in the whole country to the national meet makes it a super hard meet to get into. We always joke it's harder to get into than the Olympics. And it's because there's so many international kids at such a high level, it's just really hard to to make the indoor national meet. So we're thrilled that we have four athletes that'll make it. Well, congrats on this weekend. I know, you know, like you said, you're still kind of on cloud 9, so yep. just stay there for a while. Well, I am. I am. I'm looking to come into Sioux Falls for the Summer League Basketball Tournament. That's my second favorite um, sporting weekend, so I'm kind of excited to come up to Sioux Falls and see some basketball and see how the Coyote teams can do up there. All right. We'll see you out there. All right. Thanks, guys. Go Yotes. You bet. Lucky Huber, our guest. He is the track and field coach at USD.
the Coyotes, what a weekend. They win the men's title. They win the women's title. You just can't do any better than that. Introducing White Claw Hard Seltzer Surge, a stronger wave of refreshment with 8% alcohol. Available in a 16-ounce can in two fresh and exciting flavors. Whether you choose the mouth-watering taste of blood orange or the refreshing tartness of cranberry, White Claw Hard Seltzer Surge is a bold new way to enjoy hard seltzer. Discover White Claw Hard Seltzer Surge at select retailers today. Please drink responsibly. Hard seltzer with flavors. White Claw Seltzer Works, Chicago, Illinois. This guy had more issues with his eyes. The minute he first came out of surgery, he walked in with a huge grin on his face. And for the first time since he was a little kid, he could see perfect. Going to Vance Thompson Vision was an easy experience. If you're going to trust your eyes to anybody, trust them to a leader in that field. When it came time for me to make a decision about where we were going to go for my LASIK surgery, there was no question that it would be Vance Thompson Vision. Call 877-522-EYES to schedule a free consultation. Most of the time, you don't give your garage door a second thought until it doesn't open or close. That's where Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls comes in. Our service professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If you have a garage door emergency, we'll be there. And we're here for preventative maintenance, too. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls, now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. Hi, I'm Misty Carlson, and next to me is Betsy Weber, and we're with Corey Insurance. It's that time of year again when we reflect on what we're thankful for, right, Betsy? Definitely. We live in such a great city and state that continue to thrive because of all the wonderful businesses and families who call this home. We're so blessed to work for a family-owned business like Corey Insurance. We both understand the power of local shopping. When it comes to insurance, a local agent becomes part of your family. Corey Insurance is an independent an insurance agency, which means we can provide you with plenty of options so we can find the plan that works best for you and your family. We represent many insurance companies with A-plus ratings, and we're confident we can find one that fits your needs. We are so thankful for our customers who trust us with their insurance. If you're looking for a local agent, we are always here to answer any questions that you might have for planning the new year. Just give us a call at 605-336-6303 or go to kouriinsurance.com. Happy holidays from all of us at Corey Insurance to all of you. You hear me talking about great life every day for a reason. And it's not just because my son, Nick Ovenden, is the president. Actually, Dad, I honestly don't know if there's anybody who gets more out of their membership than you. And that's just with the golf you play. You spent half that time at the uh, fitness centers. What are you implying? <laughs> that I'd love to have you work out with me every morning at 6 a.m. I don't think so. How about waiting until I'm awake? Well, good thing most of our facilities are open 24 hours a day. And we've got a friendly, knowledgeable staff that'll help you get started or even keep you on track if you need to be that. Let's change the subject. When are you adding new golf courses? Well, we're always looking ahead for our members. So in addition to the courses that we have in the region, we also have Great Life courses in Kansas City, Topeka, and now Arizona. Now you're talking. Hey, hey, can you help me hit it further, too? Yep, any time of day. But as for straighter, I sure can't help with that. (laughs) I I know that. But our golf pro certainly can. (laughs) Give us a call or stop by any of our locations to see what we're all about. Or go to joingreatlife.com. Live, play, better at Great Life. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Hucett Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies. And welcome back to Calling All Sports. I'm your host, Mark Ovenden. Good to have our uh, just a great show to start the week as uh, Bill Harmson joins us, the uh, 
the Dort women's basketball coach. They play for the GPAC championship tomorrow night. They're 28 and two, ranked number four in the country. And then Lucky Huber, um, what a weekend is Coyotes men and women win the Summit League indoor track and field title. The women successfully defended their team title with 214 points. North Dakota State had 166. That's a pretty dominant win, but like he said, they ended up going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in the pole vault to, to end it. That's a lot of points that they gathered, uh, there in just a few minutes. And then on the men's side, uh, the men had 179 and a half points. Uh, the Jackrabbits had 161.5. So it's the first time since 2011. And that was in the Great West Conference that the SDS or USD men and women won the, uh, the conference track championship. So congrats to them. Uh, I, to me, it sounds like a great place to, to celebrate and go to Arby's and celebrate your accomplishments because, uh, Arby's just a place to go, just a place to go when you want to feel better. Uh, and you want to eat great. I mean, look at the stuff on the menu. You can't beat it. Arby's has the meats, but they've got the treats, and they're everywhere. There's pretty much an Arby's really close to everywhere within our listening audience here on Calling All Sports. And we're in three states on 15 stations. And we'll talk again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Rosenbauer, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, Heg Realtors, Pusett Speedway, Comfort King, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies.